want to know about the first thing. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The First Thing here, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're back. We're going to talk conference championship. It's Super Bowl time. We're going to prep for the Super Bowl. Let's get straight into it. Make it a nice, quick, snappy episode. This will be the last episode of regular season slash postseason football. The following episodes will all be, you know, off-season talk, you know, recapping the whole entire season, going into the off-season, which at times is more exciting than the actual season. Isn't that crazy? Just the speculation of free agency, trade markets, who's going to sign where, who's drafting what, signing trades, yada, yada. Which direction are you taking this team? Coaching hires, QB carousel. But like I said, that's for episodes upcoming. We have a Super Bowl to talk about. First, let's give a a little bit of a dive into the teams that got eliminated from the divisional round, first and foremost. First up, the Jaguars. You know, they lost to the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to really go into the game. It's old news, but I want to touch on the teams, right? For the Jaguars, I think it's easy to say that you know they have a bright future a very bright future they have a young star under center they should be back for years to come i think the jaguars may be a mainstay when it comes to the afc playoff picture their division is very weak it's going to take you know a miracle from the texans need to hit on this pick and they need to turn everything around i don't see the titans or colts and immediate as immediate threats at all and you look i mean their team's only going to get better calvin ridley is uh excuse me calvin ridley is going to we're bringing in the reinforcements on the defensive side. You know, Josh Allen, Alua Khan, Trayvon Walker. That's great help up front in your front seven. They have a couple of young safeties like uh, Cisco and whatnot that they need to kind of develop. And uh, But besides that, on the corner side, they have a couple good corners. Shaquille Griffin getting a little bit of old Tyson Campbell, yada, yada. They really do have a young defensive core to go along with a pretty solid offensive core. They do have a couple question marks at the tackle positions. But, you know, I mean, you, you're not perfect, obviously. You know, getting eliminated in the divisional round, young QB, you have some things you need to work on. So that's always good. You never want to feel like you have a full roster and then you're just not not making the run. The New York Giants, they lost in the divisional round. And this is a tough one because I've said this time and time again, time and time again on the show. It's like Daniel Jones seemingly proved himself. Whether that's a good thing or bad thing for for the Giants in the long run, we we don't know yet. I'd like to say it's a good thing. I mean, he played all right. When you compare his stats against other QBs, it's like okay. I mean, he's up there. You know, he, his his stats match up. They 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 the track well. I don't know. It was an embarrassing loss. He definitely was doing the most Daniel Jones he could do with you know not a lot of help. He had Saquon and that's about it. Richie James turned into you know. A prime Antonio Brown during the playoffs, but they definitely do need to get more help. I've seen him. I've seen the Giants get linked to you know Jacoby Myers, yada yada. I don't know if that that's going to solve all the problems. The free agency class for receivers this year isn't that great. Saquon Barkley is a free agent himself, along with Daniel Jones. So it's going to be interesting. It could be a case of just catching fire at the right time, and you know, can lightning strike twice for this team? Or will this just be one of those scenarios where it's a contract year for the QB? He plays, you know, above expectations. He has his best year yet. He gets paid for it, and he never, ever, ever reaches that. This could be the peak. 
that's what's scary for the Giants team. You would have liked to see a little bit more fight in this game against the Eagles. You know, you play a team three times. You don't expect to get blown up by 30-plus, you know, the third time you play. The Buffalo Bills fall short. And this is just a story I love, man. Because, like, Josh Allen was just getting crowned. He was just getting crowned as better than Mahomes, as the, the next Peyton Manning, the next the next Tom Brady. He, he, he can do no wrong. And now we sit here in his career, you know, four or five years in his career. He's done nothing, right? No old pros. He, he no, no, uh, no Super Bowl appearances. No conference championship wins. No MVPs. Just a regular season warrior in a in a sad market in Buffalo, trying to do it all by himself. And he's done nothing but you know personal stats, not even the big ones. And I saw a tweet, and it's 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 becoming more and more the truth each season it's like is josh allen the damian lillard of the nfl right if he stays in buffalo where they just seemingly have been cursed to never win the big game what exactly is his career going to be right there's always going to be someone better than him he's not going to win mvp he's going to be fighting for all pro selections so so what exactly is there in his career josh allen it's it's not crazy to say that Josh Allen could could go his entire career and win no MVPs, no significant accolades, never make it to a Super Bowl, and therefore never win the big game. That's not crazy. You know, here today, gone tomorrow type of thing. And it's just it's, it's interesting how the narrative is changing because everybody thought it was a foregone conclusion that this was Buffalo's year, especially after the tragedy that happened on Monday Night Football. We thought, OK, this only fuels the fire. The story is going to be magnificent just from the fall flat at home in the snow in their element. And now it's like, OK, Von Miller signed a huge deal. He didn't finish the year. He's getting older. Stefan Diggs is getting upset. They're saying Josh Allen somehow needs more help. I don't know. I mean, the offense here in Buffalo, I said this last year, and I'm saying it again this year. It's not going to be sustainable. Josh Allen is only going to get older. We're already seeing him have problems with his elbow. He's having, you know, the type of ailments that a pitcher in the MLB will get. He's throwing the ball more than anybody in the league. Even Kansas City runs the ball more than, than Buffalo. And he's throwing with such velocity that it's not sustainable. And if they don't adapt and adjust and come up with some sort of skeleton of a run game, it's going to be difficult to emulate the success that they've had time and time again and not even just emulate it but build on it and be able to go further, push further. Because like I said, they've yet to make it to the biggest of all games. And speaking of making it to the biggest of all games, the last team that got eliminated in the divisional round, how about them Cowboys, man? Dask, Dak Prescott got basically outplayed by Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy didn't do much. He did what he needed to do, and that that's where it's even more embarrassing because Dak Prescott didn't even do what he needed to do, yet alone we expected more, of course. He couldn't even live up to the bare minimum of expectations. Two key interceptions, only 12 points. Very, very, very sad out of this Dallas team. Where do you go from here? Tony Pollard is a free agent. Reports saying that they want Ezekiel back. On the defensive side of the ball, 
you'd like to say you're set, but then you switch over to the offensive side of the ball, and it's like, it does it even matter, right? You have all these young talents, Diggs, Parsons, you have C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, you're letting walk because you signed Ezekiel Elliott, but does it matter when you're still all in on Dak Prescott? Who time and time again has proven to be the most up and down roller coaster quarterback around. I mean, just go back to the game against the Buccaneers. I mean, lights out. The Buccaneers defense, nothing compared to the Niners defense. And it comes into this game again on the road and still and ju just nothing, right? Just nothing out of this Cowboys team. And it's, it's, it's uh, tiring, right? Because it's, especially for the Cowboys fans, it's the same story every year every single year and i'm not even closely into the cowboys community but i could just feel it i could feel the bad vibrations right time and time and time again we're getting the same tired story first romo then prescott i mean put in ben Danucci at this point right put in cooper rush let the next backup come in and continue the prophecy continue the legacy that was the divisional round. Now we're going to get into the conference championship games, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. Let's talk Niners Eagles first and foremost. And good news, Niners fans. Niners fans, listen up. There's there's been breaking news because we all know that the the referees missed a big call, right? Devonte Devonte Smith only had two catches. One of them highly disputed, and it led to a touchdown from the Eagles, right? So, good news, just heard word from the league that that because of that missed call, it somehow led to a touchdown because, I don't know, whatever the Niner fans are crying about. The news is that the NFL is retroactively changing the score. So, instead of you losing 7-31, to 31, you guys only lost 7-24. to 24. So you, Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. Isn't that what you wanted? Isn't that what everybody's crying about? Oh, they missed a call. Oh, the refs were so bad. Do you not realize the score was 7-31? to 31? Like, the referees didn't put up 20-plus points for the Eagles. I'm telling you that much. You want to complain refs this, refs that. There are just a bunch of humans on that field. No robots, right? Everybody makes mistakes. Shanahan made a lot of mistakes. One being not throwing the challenge flag after Devontae Smith got up and immediately called for a no-auto. Let's hike the ball, right? A lot of mistakes on the field. I mean, Brock Purdy, multiple mistakes. Shanahan letting the tight end block Hassan Reddick mistake Josh Johnson multiple mistakes right Debo Samuel didn't pick the right holes multiple mistakes so your team is allowed to make mistakes right when they're the ones ultimately dictating the outcome of this game but you're not going to blame them you're going to blame the people in stripes that objectively don't care who win right they just want to do their job that's the job description right they want to do their job. The Niners want to win. The Eagles want to win. The refs want a good game. A fair game. So you're going to blame them on a couple missed calls because they're humans, just like everybody else. They made mistakes doing their job. Nobody on that field did a perfect job. Even the Eagles made mistakes in the beginning of the game, right? They came to live in the you know, second half, second quarter, kind of. But you're, we're going to blame the Stripes. That's what we're going to do, Niner fans, right? Faithful to the Bay, right? Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable believable i mean put the offense aside right the offense was in shambles the minute kyle shanahan said you know what let's leave hassan reddick unblocked by our line that boom offense over brock pretty out 
I thought this defense was number one in the league. I thought this defense was the best around. 31 points? 31 points, not one takeaway on Hurst? 31 points, best defense in the league. We're going to cry about the refs. Look in the mirror. Unbelievable out of Shanahan. Knows how to blow the big game. Knows how to make sure the blame is on him. He knows how to make sure. It's like sometimes the coach coaches a great game, but it's the quarterback that makes an ill-advised pass or the defense blown coverage. Nah, it comes down to Shanahan's decisions, right? He ruined this game from the start. The first quarter, it was over in the first quarter, even though the Eagles sputtered and waited to make it the game that we knew it was going to inevitably become. As for the Eagles, so you beat the Giants, you beat the Niners with, you know, two backup quarterbacks, Josh Johnson, the NFL journeyman in that under center. I mean, you haven't played. This is, you know, something that's getting tossed around. This is not an original thought, but it's it's a thought that's worth reiterating that you guys haven't played a meaningful game in forever. In, in forever, I don't know if there was one meaningful game down the stretch. Maybe a conference game against the Cowboys that I'm forgetting late in the season. As if that's meaningful. Not really. You lose to the Commanders. I mean, 16-3, and three, nothing much to show for it. And now they're going to play against the Chiefs, who have had a chip on their shoulder all season. From the beginning of the season where they said they weren't even going to win their own division to fighting for the one seed and then they're underdogs at home against the Bills thinking they're going to lose, prove themselves time and time again, never waver, lose the most you know dynamic offensive player arguably in the league, still put up major points throughout the season. But you expect me to let to, to go for the Eagles here? More on that to come. Bengals lose to the Chiefs. And Joe Burrow does Joe Burrow things, right? 41 pass attempts, only 26 completions. Under 300 yards. Under 300 yards with with 40 pass attempts, excuse me. Two pickies, one TD. And it's like, Joe Burrow is the king of the check down. And he's not like Tom Brady. He just retired breaking news. But, you know, he was checking it down late in his career. Joe Burrow, you're young. Where's the throwing the ball down the field? He's good for maybe one jump ball each half to T. Higgins. And it's not even a well-placed ball. It's a 50-50 up in the air. Let Higgins go and grab it. And then maybe he'll sprinkle in like a seam route to Jamar Chase every other other quarter. But besides that, it's slants, quick hitches, dump downs to the running back. It's all run after the catch for this Bengals team. Joe Burrow is so unimpressive time and time again. Really doing nothing to will his team to victory. Just, like I said, check downs, playing it safe. And even when he plays it safe, the risk he does take, they end up in two interceptions. Go look at go look at the highlights. Go look at the picks. Unbelievable. And yet, they say they're going to be back. And I got some news to break to you guys. You know, I like to bring you all the information. The Bengals are not going to be back. The Bengals, this makeup of the team, this was their their shot, their current window. They're already talking about extending Joe Burrow. You also got to make way for Jamar Chase coming 
the years later, like next year. People forget T. Higgins was also drafted in the same draft class as Joe Burrow. So he's also going to be up for extension. Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. You cannot keep all three. T. Higgins is going to have to go. Goodbye 50-50 jump ball. Joe Mixon, his contract is almost up. What are you going to do there? That's a dynamic running back, or so they say. I never see it come postseason, but that's neither here or there. How are you going to pay him? You still have extreme questions on the offensive line. You have five positions on the offensive line. Not one is a solid no question mark. You have question marks in every single position, including the Lyle Collins right tackle one. So you have an entire offensive line that needs attention. Extremely important positions. You have a quarterback that needs a hefty extension. You have two very good receivers. You cannot keep both. What are you going to do there? Plus a running back in the future. Not to mention the amount, the crazy amount of free agents they have. They have a couple of backup linebackers, a couple of backup corners, and some uh, backup safety. They have a starting guard, their second string tight end, Samaj P. Ryan, starting corner in Trey Flowers, starting tight end in Hayden Hurst, starting corner in Eli Apple, starting safety in Von Bell, starting safety in Jesse Bates. Every single one of them are unrestricted, absolutely are going to be a free agent this offseason. You cannot bring all of them back. You have all of the, most of them are on the defensive side of the ball. Plus, you know, a tight end, your tight end, basically all your tight ends, because you have your third string, your second string, and your first string, plus a long snapper. All your tight ends, free agents, a lot of defensive positions, we're talking linebacker, corner, and safety, all gone. You have to bring people back. Who are you going to bring back with what money? When you're already talking extensions with Burrow, you have superstar Jamar Chase, you have jump ball king T, uh, T. Higgins. Joe Mixon, you got to keep in mind. Plus, you still have failed to address the biggest problem with this team. That was the offensive line. This team, is it possible for them to be back? It's, it's possible. You can never say it's impossible. They're going to have to do so many things right. I think it's too many things to juggle. I think they're going to fail. And it's going to take a couple of years to readjust this lineup fully for them to be fully back. Which only makes that quote that as long as I'm playing, the window is always open by Joe Burrow that much more funny. As for the Chiefs, you know you know when people say, oh, I hate to say I told you so when they really don't hate to say it. I, I genuinely mean this as a AFC uh I follow an AAC team, the Ravens. We all know this, you know, as someone that wants to see some wavering of this kingdom. It does actually pain me to say that I told you also. The Kansas City Chiefs are still daddy. Patrick Mahomes is still everybody's daddy. Like I said, with especially with Tom Brady out of the way, I don't know who is going to stop them. Patrick Mahomes, this is his fourth year. And, you know, as starter, obviously the rookie year, he was on the bench. He's made the Super Bowl three times. He's made the conference championship every time. Right? He lost to Brady twice. 
He lost to Burrow on a fluke, and the Burrow and the and the Bengals on a fluke, and then he won a Super Bowl, and he's back again. Who's going to stop him? Who's going to stop him? They lost Tyree Kill. That is a lethal blow to the offense, or so we thought. Marquez Valdez Scantling blew up today in this game, right? Isaiah Pacheco is running like he's on death row, like he's never going to be able to see the light of day again. If tomorrow wasn't promised, we are seeing what Isaiah Pacheco is giving for today. And Patrick Mahomes is still undoubtedly phenomenal. And Andy Reid, what he's doing, Eric Bieniemy and company, it's unbelievable. People had them not making the playoffs. People had them as a wild card team, not as the first seed, not making the bowl. I said, nah, I gotta see it to believe it. I don't care. What what what's a what did Kelsey say? I think he said it. I don't know who said it exactly. I want to say it was Kelsey. That the division spent a billion dollars just to still lose. I mean the the Broncos, the Chargers, the Raiders. Hope is lost for y'all, and don't feel like I'm singling y'all out because it feels like hope is lost for the entire AFC. Hopefully, as Kelsey gets older, and as the Mahomes contract continue to take up take up more cap year after year, you know Chris Jones. He'll probably end up walking unless he takes a team-friendly deal. I see. I see Kelsey taking a team-friendly deal, but hopefully his play slows down. I'm just. I'm just hoping for the best here. As to you know, if we can't stop the Chiefs' kingdom, hopefully time will stop them, and time will heal all for the AFC. But until now, it's hell, Kansas City Chiefs. That brings me to the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk Super Bowl. Chiefs, Eagles. Would I love to see the Eagles win? Sure. I, ultimately, I want to see a good game. It's deja vu for me. It's, this Super Bowl is no more better than the last one. At least we have the Chiefs in here instead of the Bengals because the Bengals was the ultimate don't win, right? Don't want them to win. Ultimately, I want to see a great game. I mean, the last time the Chiefs and Eagles were both in the Super Bowl, we had two great Super Bowls, so we should be in for a good one. It's the Andy Reid Bowl. It's the Kelsey Bowl. Great storylines here. If I had to bet, I would bet on the Chiefs. That that's my pick. I don't I don't see a way the Chiefs lose here, especially with the stance I've taken on these Eagles time and time again throughout this season, throughout this show. I've yet to feel like this is legitimate, and I feel like the Chiefs is going to be the slap on the face they need. And I honestly think the makeup of this Eagles team I know they have a lot of old veterans, right? Darius Slay, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. So it kind of feels overzealous to say that they'll be back. But I, I just feel like the, the the overall makeup, keep in mind, they also have a first a top 10 pick this year. They're going to have decent money to spend when those old people do decide to kick rocks. I feel like a slap in the face in this Super Bowl is going to wake them up from from what exactly they you know the, a trance of a season they had a dreamlike season where it was just so easy you know they're gonna have a real tougher schedule coming into the next year and i think that it's gonna build character and we will see them in some capacity back but i find it hard to believe that they beat the chiefs i find it hard to believe we'll get more into how the game went obviously after the game ends it's going to be a good one, hoping and praying. Like I said, I am going to take the Chiefs here. I just find it hard to believe. 
I'm really excited for this offseason, man. I'm excited to start doing mock drafts. I've been watching film on these uh on these top prospects, the first and second round prospects. I'm getting familiar with the new faces, the new blood coming into the NFL. QB carousel, where will Rodgers go? What's going on with Lamar? Everybody wants to talk about it. So many running backs in free agency. So little receivers on the market. Will DeAndre Hopkins get traded? The QB carousel, the coaching carousel is going on as we speak who is going to be the next offensive coordinator for the uh, for the ravens eric Bieniemy. will it be the seahawks quarterbacking coach the one that didn't write back with gino what the fuck are the raiders doing excuse me Derek carr's a pro bowler is he going to be wearing a raiders helmet even though he's not on the team like he's the first quarterback to not be on a team to be in the pro bowl tyler huntley is in the pro bowl I'm excited for flag football. I hear a lot of people saying bad things about it. I'm going to watch it. I think it should be exciting. It's better than what they were doing before when they were just not tackling. No one was playing defense. At least now it's going to be competitive on both sides. Hypothetically, we'll see. Tyler Huntley's going to ball out. Tyler Huntley now has more Pro Bowl appearances than Joe Burrow. The Browns are still dog shit. All is good in the world. What will the Niners do with their quarterback and situation? People say, oh, it's a good thing that they have three starting caliber quarterbacks instead of zero. Sure, three is better than zero, but three is worse than one. I'll tell you that much. Three is worse than one. Three starting caliber quarterbacks is worse than one franchise QB, where you know where the direction of the franchise is going. Can't wait to go on that tangent. The Rams, we haven't talked about you in weeks because you're irrelevant. The Steelers, irrelevant. Tom Brady, retired. We're going to have a lot, a lot, a lot of things to talk about. The Chargers just assigned Kellen Mond as their offensive coordinator. Brandon Staley is staying. That's another year of Staley rants. Can't wait for that. Man, now I'm just, I'm previewing the entire 2023 season. Football ends Sunday, February 12th for this season. Sunday, February 13th is the start of a brand new season for me. Can't wait to experience it. We're going to have a couple off-season episodes. Then I'm going to go on a little hiatus, take a breather, and we'll be back for season two of the first thing here. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we might be back on Titan Radio come in the fall. Trying to get some guests on the show. We went a whole 24, 25 episodes, not one guest. Thanks a lot, guys. Hopefully, y'all are still listening up to this point. If you are still listening, go ahead and click off because we're in the episode. I hope we know the pull up for